Welcome back. Here's where you left off. Spoilers ahead for Convergence Book 3, Chapters 4 through 7. Today we're reviewing Convergence Book 3, Chapters 4 to 7. We're here live outside. Leonard, we had a lot of expectations about this, these chapters. What did you think? Very excited, to be honest with you. I was incredibly excited. Um, this first chapter four, five, and six, in my opinion, is my favorite chapter so far. Granted, we only read the first seven chapters, but so far, I'm incredibly excited. I am giggling for the past three, uh, for the first three chapters. Like chapter, just chapter four alone, I was giggling, I was laughing, I was in the ground, just enjoying every single minute of it what do you think are you in the same the same excitement that i do well i i really I, it's funny we started off chapter four with doing uh, the snuggling bit again with the brady bunch and i was i was skeptical until we got into chapter five and then as you said it just took off from there and i think chapter six was my favorite chapter of the book thus far simply because so much happened in that chapter and we got a lot of information that we were looking for for that we reviewed last week we were like we want information and we got that i agree i agree with you 100 percent. and remember our last episode we went we went we made a list of what we expected what we want to see what we want to to learn more and we got half of it and i'm very very excited i am oh my gosh derek i'm excited okay let's start with chapter four what do you think about the first page just literally just the first page of chapter four regarding regarding the killer vacuum kaz and duke well i i called it earlier snuggling time and that's important you got to have snuggling time even if you're a demon you gotta you gotta enjoy that so everybody's sitting around on a couch we're doing the brady bunch with a demon i mean i gotta wonder if craig is just writing this stuff watching the Brady Bunch and just going on and creating crazy characters for that. It was interesting how the demon was there with them at the same time as Duke and they were fighting for Kaz's attention. That was kind of cute and interesting. It is. I have this feeling that the uh, the killer vacuum has this tendency to 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 act like a, best way to describe it, like a dog. Like he's trying to mimic what Duke is doing with Kaz. Don't you agree? Yeah, I I think that for whatever the reason is, and I mean, the character hasn't been fully fleshed out yet, but uh, our worry is, and Mike's worry is, and this is sort of where we're getting further on, where Kaz is going to leave the house, and Mike is saying, uh, aren't you forgetting something? <laughs> Take the crazy demon vacuum, because I'm not going to deal with it. <laughs> Take the little, little killer vacuum thing. So, so. So that's what he did. So before he before he took the vacuum during the snuggling thing, and this is the best. Uh, I can actually see Mike's reaction. Actually, I see Mike's, Giselle, uh, Macarius, and Isabel's reaction when they walked back to the house, and they see literally Cass, Duke, Vacuum, and Zahid, uh, Azid work watching. Boba Fett. <laughs> okay, come on. I mean, is it, I mean, who hasn't snuggled with their vacuum from time to time? I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 thing, right? it's a normal it's a, thing. It's yeah, a normal it's a thing. Normal yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, so. And uh, he showed up. I was like, what's going on? And Kaz was just like, what? Snuggling. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and uh, that was a, that was a great, uh, again, that was a great um, uh, humor in this whole thing. But at the same time, it gives the... Uh, it, 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 for me, it gives the the personality of the vacuum of like, okay, what's what's the direction of this? Don't you think? 
what what is it what does he what does he want out of the because i mean azib summons him for assumably a favor that he owes azib mm -hmm. so he has no interest in it so is he jealous of the dog and mr boots is is the demon i mean he's cleaning the house yes i mean yes not that i'm objecting to it but i'm like i'm thinking where's the direction of the character going here you know is it going to be like this this subdued demon and it's just gonna make everybody uncomfortable constantly yeah so it's uh i agree with you because uh introducing the vacuum cleaner as a demon and uh he showed up and uh in this chapter at the beginning of the chapter four is him snuggling it gives you the perspective of like what else is happening what else is like what else is going on right and uh when i hear that i'm when i saw that and hearing that uh that we'll we'll review that even later on and we keep going but uh I question what is the intent of the vacuum cleaner, not, not, not as a character, but as a as future thinking of this thing is. Yeah, but, no, I, I agree. Do I make I, sense here? I, I, I agree because I mean, I, I I thought it was kind of funny, and I love Isabel that she's not even she's she's such a badass. She's not even worried when the vacuum gets into the car with her. Yes, it's in the yes, back seat yes. with her, and she's just sitting there with the thing. I personally would be a little more hesitant and to be fair later on mike sitting beside it was really nervous so she totally yeah so upstaged him on that one <laughs> yeah so so when the vacuum came home what's on the vacuum sorry when the the <laughs> hey by the way mike, we call yeah. mr clean by the way you remember right? yes mr. he mr. has clean. a name so, now mr. so clean. so they named him mr clean because frankly why not why not yeah i mean <laughs> why not so so they came home um shocked Kaz explain why they're snuggling in the couch like a normal Saturday night, like everyone does. And uh, the next day, actually before that, Macarius was very, very worried that Kaz was snuggling with a demon and he wants to perform an exorcist. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Giselle and Isabel had to calm him down, say, don't worry about it, it's fine, this is a normal thing. So he's still, they're still, they're still hesitant from, uh, from Macarius regarding this... Uh, vacuum demon thing well he's on he's on guard outside first thing in the morning with his sword and a, and a, a machine gun or whatever yeah <laughs> like, it's an interesting <laughs> like combo there, you know it's an interesting <laughs> at least he's at least he has a backup yeah uh, but i i like that i i mean i want i'm worried because we had this experience in previous books that the characters from the first book Giselle Macarius are going to be again put on the back seat to other characters because both he's fleshing out the world and he's also bringing in new characters again mm -hmm. and we kind of experienced this in the the these chapters where we brought in some new characters yeah uh the you know, the uh, Mr. Clean was sort of fleshed out a little bit more and I thought oh you know I they, I just Macarius and Giselle are still sort of side characters here and I'm um, um, I I like them. I really want them to be part of yes, I agree. the piece there. So then, you know, moving into the next chapter is when things sort of get a little more interesting and when we get a little bit of payoff that I was looking for. Yes, I agree with you. So so the, the chapter five itself is is, uh, is literally that Kaz wants to figure out magic. He wants to work with magic. He wants to practice and all that stuff. So he told uh, Mike that, hey, I'm going to state park and just deal with this magic thing to find out what's actually going on with this magic or what's what's around us trying to figure out almost like a, a radar detector thing so 
he told Mike that uh, I'm heading out next thing you know I was like hey you forgot something like you said earlier hey you forgot your buddy there it's like the vacuum cleaner so okay fine I'll take Duke the vacuum cleaner next thing you know it's the bell it's like I'll go too because I have nothing else to do so they drove off to the state park and uh, let's just say this is when you and I were like incredibly giggling I'm I'm like oh my god action 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 <laughs> well I, I have my my issues here with this and I'm gonna bring this up okay. because when we get introduced to the new characters there, um, Andre and... And uh, 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 Andre and Darius. Darius, thank yeah. you. Uh, Darius, when we get introduced to them, the way that they find Kaz is something that I question. And this has happened before in the book. And I took issue with it before where it's it's with Michelle finds Kaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's some random chance that she's just looking across the street and she sees... Giselle and my, uh, excuse me, Giselle and Macarius and Kaz with Duke. And she's like, oh, I, that might be, that might be the fugitive I'm looking for because of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was a bit of a stretch. Now this too, coming through when they meet him, they just, they almost hit Duke driving by and Andre is like, Hey, that might be Kaz. And I sat there reading and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, how would they, how would they just, they see, how many people would you see with a dog in a run of a day? And you, this is who you think is, is that. So it, it's a bit of a writer's stretch and I wish they had used the astrolobe or, or something to find him Yeah. versus just this random chance thing. I, I think, I think the reason why they're making it sort of a random thing is uh, because uh, original the original mission is to look for the dragon. The only part of the monologue that between Darius and Andre is like, why are we doing this? Why are we driving around at finger legs looking for a dragon? A dragon does not exist. That was their, that was their, um, that was their argument back and forth throughout the, uh, throughout the better part of a half a page. And um, they, keep, uh, they keep arguing back and forth. And next thing you know, Duke ran out, following by Kaz. He almost hit Duke, like the Darius and Andre almost hit the Duke with their freaking Porsche. Go figure, and um, and next thing you know, they're like, "Hey, did you see that dog? Did you see that guy? That looks like uh, the guy that we're looking for." It's like, "No, no, that's not the guy. That's another guy." And Darius was actually a bit more gung ho. He's more like the uh, uh, the golden child that uh, that everyone thinks that he's the he's the man. So they're kind of like, "Hey, let's go find out. Let's go get this and make this grab all all the glory if we get if this is the guy that we're looking for, right?" And I agree with you. It's some chance things like that's like one out of a million. Uh, chance that you find your fugitive without even actively looking for it, right? And yeah. I, it, it's 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 you're right. It is a stretch, but at the same time, there's no other way to to bring these two characters in, explaining why they are there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, and this is when this is when it started getting interesting. And well, we start learning about the backdrop yes, of, yes, of yes, this. Yes. So we have Uncle Mark. Mar- Marcel. Marcel. Marcel, Uncle Marcel, yes. Yeah. Uncle Marcel. And he supposedly, based on the conversation, must be the leader of the order. Great. Yes, I'm yes. getting information here I wanted to know about. Yeah. This is what I told you last episode. I wanna yeah. I wanna hear yes, the details. Yes. So they're sort of a what seems to be a family organization, and mm-hmm. we sort of knew this already. Yeah. Uh, of the order. And whether it's one family or a number of families that are joined together, probably it's a number of families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get brought in and they're doing this stuff and they're a bit arrogant really it is yeah you know, it is, i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it, it's uh it's, it's kind of fun. we finally get the name of the uh the the baddies it's the temple of solomon it's, that's the name of their order right 
and it's uh, it's an ancient order <laughs> based on the how to describe it the knights templar uh, yes practically yeah. the knights templar and and uh and Uncle Marcel, you mentioned that he is the leader. He took over the leadership of the clan, but unfortunately, based on the backstory of Marcel, uh, of uh, Andre, uh, Andre and uh, Darius, and they're talking about uh, no one really likes him because he's getting soft. He's not literally following exactly what the doctrine of the of the of of the uh, of the order, right? Like I said, the weird thing is is how they bring them into the scene because they they sort of want to act like the heroes and go off and capture Kaz. And they have a good shot because he only has Is- Isabel mm-hmm. with him and and Duke. And th- again, I come back to a new point of my issue in this chapter. When Duke's running back to the car, when they have gone and captured Isabel and, and he doesn't know, Duke, who constantly talks about sniffing everything, yes. runs ahead, <laughs> goes off to the side, and doesn't warn Kaz that he smells some strange guys around the car or something. I got to tell you, that was a fail moment for me with Duke. I got to tell you, it was like he's, he's always going for squirrel. That was like a, that was like because he they even he even says he runs off to the side. Yes. So yes, did he smell them? Because they were in the bushes before they went and got Isabel. So did he smell no, them? No, it's like well, yeah. remember Kaz and Duke was already out. They were like doing their own thing, and Isabel was literally in a car, right, in the jeep. And there, uh, Darius and, uh, and Andre literally came snuck with, snuck on top of her and like uh-huh. knocking the window. I was like, "Hello, I'm here to like whatever." And um, when Kaz and Duke was walking back, Duke, if I remember correctly, ran to the bushes like you said, sniffing something could be a squirrel or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, when Kaz called for Isabel, Isabel didn't say anything. Next thing you know. Andre was holding there uh holding Isabel by gunpoint and Darius was dealing well, with Kaz. Dealing with Kaz. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So as soon as they started uh, they start talking, they started um telling hey blah 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 blah. Next thing you know, he asked, "Yeah, I am the guy that you're looking for. My name is Casimir Ka- Wolf." And Darius literally says, "Are you sure about that?" That's when <laughs> I was like, "Okay, just a little backstory here. There, uh, I was literally having breakfast when that came up. Yeah, and I literally dropped my fork. I'm like, <laughs> "Hell's going on here?" <laughs> That's when I was like, "Oh, one of your points. A little bit more backstory, and the backstory is finally coming out. And this is actually what we're seeing and uh, in reading and uh, and and what do you think about this little twist of uh, of effects? Well, here? I didn't have as much of a dramatic reaction as you did. I didn't drop the fork. I didn't drop the mic. But it was a very <laughs> shocking moment, and it was again a second twist because technically, his uh, it brought up a lot of other questions. Because is the question that is what I'm thinking? Uh, this is future prediction that his mother might have been a member of the order because yes. she gave him up and she died when he was 12 so well we didn't gone. know about that yet until later on but uh, right. as of right now on this side of the uh, of this chapter that 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 they they introduce uh, like a scenario of like hey i'm just if i'm Kaz, i'm literally saying this is something's wrong with me i just found something that uh, that it wasn't there right well, well I mean, it wasn't there, but it wasn't like I wasn't sure what I'm what I am now. Well, so the, the thing is, is that Kaz's mother gives him up for whatever her reason is to the wolves. Okay, so great, wonderful. She dies basically at the same time as the rest of them, mm-hmm. right? As 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 the wolves. Mm-hmm. So 
it's assumably that the order finds her for whatever the reason they kill her. Yeah. The wolves get the wolf. She gives them up to the wolves. And when the wolves get killed, she's killed either before shortly before or thereafter very shortly. I think it was before based on the context in the book. But, yes. but the reality is, is that my question is she was alive for the first 12 years of his life. Yes. One, yes. why did she give him up Two. What is what is you know what is her connection to the order? Because there has to be some yeah, sort of that, connection. Actually, yeah, actually, that that was my question as well too. I want to know um, if she's just an innocent bystander who literally raised Kaz as a wizard, or or is literally just just doesn't know, right? No, I think she. I think her mother knew, and that the wolves in some particular way were involved. Now the question becomes. Very interesting theory there. You know, yeah, well, exactly. But here's the question: Where does the aunt come in? Yes, actually, that that that, that question came up, and I think it was chap uh, when when uh, that that came up actually later on in the chapter, saying that uh, um, when actually before we go forward, let's just go back to the 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 jeep uh, the jeep thing with Darius. Um, um, what's the name? Darius, uh, Andre, Andre. A- Andrea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isabel, and D- Duke. And and Kaz. So you know we're, we're sitting there, and Kaz has a gun pointed at him. Isabel has a gun at her head. Duke is playing all nicey nice. Yes. And all of a sudden, Duke bites uh, Andre's yes, leg. Yes. And we're thinking, we're thinking, okay, they're gonna get it done here. Isabel's gonna do some crazy martial arts here. It is gonna <laughs> get crazy. Yes. She's just gonna whip that gun out of Andre's hand and pop off Darius. I guess. I guess I'm just not that inventive. No, no, I was, uh, I was, I was okay. Do you want to go? You, you want to explain this? Uh, well, yeah. So, so then, so then, the vacuum, and I, I'll use the dramaticness, smashes out of the side window, spraying glass everywhere, and then the uh, the power cord whips around Andre's neck, and huge teeth come out of the bottom, and this is this is. I mean, in in a lot of ways. I kind of saw this coming. I kind of mm-hmm. saw it coming. And I'm actually really happy it happened, by the way. I was I was waiting for this drop the mic moment for first. So we had these yeah, two yeah. moments. And so he goes and he starts to devour, literally yes, devour these yes, guys. So. Yes. I, I agree with you 100%. It was, it was, uh, it was, a sh- I was, I did not expect that was going to happen at all. I was, I was, I was, I thought, I, uh, like you, I thought Isabel would be like, Freaking go nuts right on them, but let's just uh, next thing I know, the vacuums getting out of the, uh, the jeep start kicking ass. Right? No, he wasn't. It wasn't kicking ass. It was literally eating them <laughs> with <laughs> huge teeth, yes. which went on forever apparently. Yeah, and so and and the then the most funny thing is this whole thing is after he ate both of the baddies. They literally, he the vacuum cleaner literally start cleaning around the car. That was very courteous of him. That was very it, it was very yeah. nice of him making sure that there's no evidence whatsoever. <laughs> and let's just say that all three of them walked backwards away from them thinking that they're going to be next. But the funniest thing is the whole thing is like the vacuum cleaner literally stopped eating, lean against the uh, the Jeep and just chilled. And burped. And burped. And burped. I like the burp. It, it was, was burped, funny. Yeah. The burp was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Isabel walked back, find out if it's okay. The vacuum cleaner did what a vacuum cleaner should do after eating, purred <laughs> and wrap around her uh, itself to Isabel and say, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> it was, it was a good scene. I got to tell you, uh, I, I felt like something 
awesome was going to happen with the vacuum, especially when they went with it outside. And I thought this could be interesting. And so it, I wasn't so much surprised when it happened in the sense of the moment, but I was really happy about it because it was like kick ass. Although I want, I, I felt like Isabel should have had her moment, honestly. I really felt like, but it's okay. I was happy with it. <laughs> the moment came from the vacuum cleaner, and I'm very happy with the vacuum cleaner, you know. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Mr. eating, Clean, right? Yeah, Mr. Clean eating. And uh, one thing that actually you mentioned earlier regarding the uh, the astrolabe, the little compass that tells people where magic is. And uh, this is when the first time I think, uh, this is the first thing, first artifact that they know that exists that everyone's using, right? So after this whole vacuum eating thing, they, Cass um, saw the, the box where the astrolabe is, the, the compass, the magic compass, underneath the the jeep so they picked it up and uh they they were skeptic they weren't sure what's what's happening with this one is this a magic thing or is it something so they took it put it in a uh, another bag or something and they drove back to they start driving right and um and next thing you know they saw an suv while driving home and saying driving and it's like, hey, that's the, uh, that's the, those, there's a good, good chance those are the, the guy's car, right? So what they did is like, Isabel, well, they passed it. They turned back and shut it up. They literally shoot it, shoot on it to make sure it looks like it's a, it's a robbery, right? It makes sense, right? And um, now they're going back to, uh, they're driving back. They end up calling um, Mike and give him the code to get out, but not, not in a rush. Like get out now, but don't kill yourself. Getting it's spy craft for yeah, get out. Yeah, get out. In other words, bug out. So they did right, and um, they ending up meeting on the uh, on their way to Pennsylvania at uh, at the grocery store, and and uh, this is when this is when it gets interesting when they said when Mike asked Isabel what's going on, and this new cast is like, well, the vacuum the vacuum ate them all. <laughs> how how would you? Tell someone that your vacuum cleaner <laughs> ate two people. Hey, this is magic. What are we? What are we supposed to believe here? I mean, I think Mike is at the point where he's just numb to this whole craziness. I mean, he he's he's a very straight up guy, and he's like, okay, and he sits in the back seat with the vacuum, and he kind of skirts over to the side, and you know, you have Duke in between them, like, yeah, you're you're a macho guy there, yeah, I really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is where we this is where we start getting more backstories. Right. Yeah, and I, I, we were talking earlier about the backstory of uh, so Mike finally, and I use the word finally, opens up about, gives him some additional information, talking about his mother and so forth, and I liked the fact that we got this information along the same lines as we had the comparison to the previous chapter of having Darius and Andre talk about the order because it gave us a lot of other context with it that I was hopeful for. I wanted to have even more. But Mike always stops himself. Who the heck is Annie? This is my question. Yeah, I want yeah. if if we don't find out in this book, I'm gonna write. <laughs> I think I think I think because you're saying that you're not gonna know about Annie until like the last book yeah. of this. But I have a theory. <laughs> and, and, um, I I had the theory while I was reading this, and then it was brought up to me that it might be incorrect. So my theory was, Annie's part of the order, but as a secret agent trying to subvert the order. But here's the problem. If she is a member of the order and had inside information because they were talking about their comms being compromised, she would have known about the attack on the on the Certus team that got killed. Yes. So yes. my theory kind of falls apart a bit, but she has to have some knowledge of the order 
and some information because they always seem to be one step behind behind them. Yes. So even though she may not be involved in them directly, she has some sort of connection to them. I'm willing to bet. I agree. Uh, I agree with you. I think. The, I think. I think Annie's there to give a little bit more, uh, almost like a, a. I used to be part of them. Now I'm independent because I didn't like what they're doing. Uh, maybe that could right. be a plot line. Yeah, I just I feel like he keeps on not giving us information because Mike is always hesitant to give any information. Yes, I mean, and there either there's a legitimate reason or Craig is just like I'm not giving it to you. Right <laughs> He's not giving it away. <laughs> um, I, I, I get this feeling that's going to be the case. It's 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 literally a. Uh, um, I have the feeling. I I think I agree with you. I think she is used to be part of them, in my opinion. But we're not going to know until later on. So we're literally speculating now. And to be honest with you, that that holds in my in my mind that she used to be part of them, right? And um, this is the same time we found out that Casimir Wolf is not really his real name. Yeah, yeah, that was a good that was a good moment um, that brought up a lot of other questions. It, it's strange because my my biggest question that came out of these four, these few chapters was why did his mother give him up? That was the biggest question so, I have. So according to chapter six, his real name is Casimir. Um, man, hold on. Where's my notes? <laughs> his real name is Casimir Rzuski. It's Rizuski? it's Russian. Yeah, I'm it's not Polish. Gonna... Uh, it's Romanian. Uh, oh, Casimir Rzuski. Uh, I thought it was Russian. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's it's Romanian. So okay, we're not experts in these yeah. pronunciations, and if we so mess do, it up, uh, we do, apologize yeah. to anybody. <laughs> um, so that's his real name from Romania. He was born in Romania. Her mother's name is Tessa Rzuski. His father is considered unknown. Yeah. So we don't know what his father is. Casimir was named after um, uh, Tessa's father's name. So his grandfather's name is Casimir mm -hmm. and now uh, she gave him up after she was born because he was afraid of his father his uh, birth father so right. the wolf adopted him mm -hmm. right so according to the according to the book in the backstory of of Kaz he after he got adopted to the wolf he, they kept his first name but changed his last name of course it's typical and um they the Kaz the wolf the the adopted parents died in the same time as Wolf's, um, uh, Casimir's birth mother, so around 12 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, now the question came up, actually, it came up regarding the aunt. Is the aunt a relative or part of Certus or part of the order? You see, that's the, that's the problem here is that yeah. it doesn't make sense that she's part of Certus because Mike already said that she was she kidnapped him. So clearly, she's not a part of that organization, but she's clearly not a part of the order either. Yes. Otherwise, the order but, wouldn't have hunted her down and killed her. So, but here's the thing, though: the, he did mention that if they need money, it just shows up. Yes, I agree. There, there is, and, and this brings back the question between because Annie can't be involved because she was so whoever this woman was mm -hmm. was hiding her both from the order and from Certus. So, both organizations had no idea where they were both looking for them. It's a question. So who? Why did the mother give her up, and why did the aunt take her after the mother died? Yeah, and so I'm suspecting. My theory is is that these 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 two women were not biologically related, but they whatever the backstory is of the mother, these two women are connected in some way. I agree. Uh, that, that, that's a very good uh, good observation. I think I, I think I'm going to agree with you for now about this. Yeah, you're right because I have this feel you. I have this feeling that uh, 
that that yeah to be honest with you, you're right <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> argue that it's, it's a very good theory. theory and the theory is literally is is um is sarah good friends with the mother the birth mother uh, there has to be some connection i, I mean I'm, I'm assuming here because of just mike refuses to give us information no Andy, no no Andy might also have some additional information to give yeah we're we not gonna ever, find that out later on <laughs> and he's like the secret character that he just won't give anything up about you know? no no so, we're not we're, we're, we're i'm coming to point out that i think i'm just gonna wait until that shows up i'm not gonna bother like waiting for it i think whenever it shows up it shows up <laughs> so what was there anything else of these chapters that really stood out to you what stood out to me is like how organized the the order is there was a there was a there's a couple of pages at chapter seven saying that uh, it, when when the order found out that uh, they were trying to figure out what happened to the cousins that's andre and their uh, darius they found out that the car has been shot right so they literally set it self-destruct exploded next thing you know they can't find their brothers it looks like the phone is off they think that he, they went rogue okay they, the the order sent mercenaries, right? But <laughs> funny thing, the mercenary got killed because of a hit because a truck hits them. So that's when they're now they're scrambling trying to figure out how to sort sort this out. So they ended up getting a local agency to kill, um, potentially kill the only living survivor of that accident, so they don't tie them back right. to the order. So I think you are right in my opinion. I, I think you are right in my opinion that. Uh, that the order is a lot more organized than Certus. Or order has a better technology. They they, they have Certus. more resources, I think. I think I think I think if you think of Mike and Isabel as operatives, they're mm. as skilled as the order. In fact, in a lot of ways you can make the argument they're more skilled because they've already said that that the order has the main family, the clan, and then they subcontract out to subcontractors. Mm -hmm who are also former mercenaries, but Mike and Isabel have that sort of uh, trade craft involved yeah. with them. Yeah. And they took out an entire bunch of them in that battle in the first in the first book uh, very efficiently, mm -hmm. right? Even though they got shot and got hit and all of that. Uh, so I think from a military perspective, they seem to be a little bit more, way, 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 way more better. Yeah. Which is why Isabel didn't get her moment during the car, but it's okay. I, I love the Mr. Cunanetta's <laughs> moment. I am totally on board with that. I mean, I'm sure she'll get her moment later on in the book. But it brings me to my next question is, what would you be looking for for the next few chapters? Like, what are you looking for? Um, so we are going to be reading chapter 8 to 11 uh, for, the next, uh, for the next episode. What I'm looking for is a, a little bit more understanding regarding the background of Kaz, right? And I need to know more about Mike and Isabel. You want their backstories. Their backstory. We got a hint of it uh, in the first two, in book two. Right. But I need to know more. Like I just said, they're part of Certus. And um, uh, according to everyone, the good guys, quote unquote. Right. And how are they, how are they tied up to Annie? And how are they, how, are, how they're, how they, uh, the organized, the organizations organize. So right? your question is, how does Annie find these guys and bring them into the fold and i think part i think isabel did sort of answer that where they both seem in their own way to be uh committed to this either it's a religious aspect because i think that was more isabel's approach it was a religious aspect. both of them actually both of them. Yeah, exactly yeah. so i think that's where she finds them mm -hmm. you know yeah find, <laughs> find somebody <laughs> like that and i think you need that because the order it was a religious order 
uh, mm-hmm. the Knights Templar or religious mm-hmm. order. So it seems that's logical. So, you know, I won't, I don't want to go in far left field and say Christianity or anything like that. Uh, you know, but there's some religious aspect to yes, this, yeah. regardless of whether or not it is. Uh, another theory that I had about Annie, and I keep on coming back to Annie because this okay. is, is, okay. is that Annie may be um, either very old, very, very old, in the sense of hundreds of years, or Annie is somebody that has skills that has that 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 she can help Kaz unlock. In other words, maybe Annie's a wizard. Maybe. Well, did, did, maybe and maybe Annie can't afford to come out and needs another wizard to train or it's, it's that sort of uh you know, she wants to find Kaz in order to train him. Well right? the, and doing that. In book two they did mention that Annie's hundreds of years hundreds of years old. Already. Well, the question becomes, because wizards, they they say they can live for a long time and and do that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not beyond my realm. And that might be the reason we haven't heard about Annie, because she is hundreds of years old and and so forth. Mm -hmm. That that, that would be an interesting piece. Uh, But there's going to be something there. And he's leaving it out, and I want to hear about it more. You know, you just jinx yourself. You know, you're not going to find out until like book 10 or something. I'm bringing this up now. (laughs) I am bringing this up now. So Craig Allison, if you're if you're listening to this, we want to know more after the after, especially in book four. <laughs> but yeah, that's one thing that I want to see. The other one as well too. I want I want I want I want the Macarius and 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 Giselle to come back more in the forefront of the uh, of, of storytelling. You know, I I had this thought where maybe they will when the religious aspect comes in because it's interesting that they are very religious and mm-hmm. but mike and isabel also join this for the same reasons in a way they're they're modern knights in a sense yes but they haven't connected those guys together they haven't really had those bonding moments where mike and macarius are battling a couple guys together and have like a bro moment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i want to see the bro moment for them you know these he's craig is all about the brady bunch with these guys well, give the, me their bro moment you know? the only bro moment that's so far in this book is literally duke and macarius yes i know yeah, yeah. right and the only bonding for the um, um Bro moment for the for the girls are Isabel and uh, and and Giselle. Uh, and Giselle talking about uh, fashion and come on we need something a bit more like you know more like fighting bro moment type deal like yeah you know fighting style <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no that, that's my theory how about yours what's what are you looking for no, for I, I want to hear more I want to hear more about Sirtis. that's what I want to hear more but we heard a little bit about the order and that's great. Unfortunately, the funny thing is about the characters that died so quickly yes. is that they gave us this backstory for them, but then in like five minutes, they're dead. So I'm like, okay, apparently they weren't very valuable to Craig. And so we got we to gotta find somebody well, else. They, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, of course, Uncle Marcel is going to be mad. Yeah. So he's going to bring out yeah. all the guns or whatever, you know, in doing that. But, uh, and they broke protocol when they when they went after Kaz. So there's this big mystery about what happened Mm -hmm. when they shot up the car, there was some signal sent to a satellite and then they automatically blew up the car to not leave any evidence of the order. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. It's a, you, they did kill two people that it's attached to the order that, that, that sort of like ended that. Yeah. Right. But in the same time, they provided a uh, a backstory of of their capability in a glance, compared to what we saw from Sirtis. Sirtis is literally just like very, very um, assets in the ground. They have they have they have equipment all over the place, 
and we know they have technology to, to manipulate social media and the internet, but that's all we have. Hmm. But you saw in the the order, they you literally you, you can follow exactly what their what their process is, like using satellite, using commun- um, regular consumer satellite, so they won't get detected. Those kind of things. It, it shows up there. It shows them more thinking and more driven, asset driven or technology driven compared to Curtis. So I'm looking forward to seeing how all that plays out Mm -hmm. in the next episode. Okay, perfect. Thank you for opening the book with us today. Subscribe so you won't miss our next episode. Join the conversation and let our team know what you think about today's episode. Email us at yourbookmarksinfo at gmail.com. Join us again right here where you left off.